Deeksha Sethi brings to you her exclusive podcast Different Strokes a place of celebrating the undying human spirit get to hear inspiring stories from different guests that will endure you encourage you and strengthen your willpower and inner voice stories of people who walked through rough paths of various situations and how they walked out of those circumstances boldly when life gives you lemons what do you do Well most people would say I'll make lemonade or I'll make pickle or I'll add a dash of vodka to it because that's how life is sometimes sweet sometimes tangy and sometimes it'll knock your socks off but when I asked this gentleman that came his response I would squeeze it in somebody's eyes and we had a hearty laugh about it well he's quirky he's super sassy a champion of diversity equity and inclusion and won't take kindly to bullying This Twitter heartthrob is currently battling cancer and his energy and fighting spirit is going to give the big C a run for its money and we hope that he emerges stronger than ever before. And amid all these health challenges, he still manages to pursue his love for music and cooking. Please welcome on Different Strokes, Gaurav Prabir Pramanik. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh thank you for agreeing to be a part of Different Strokes. Um tell me about <laughs> tell me about the life altering experience that you had and how did it change your course? So um the first life altering experience that I had was um what was actually the striking down of IPC 377. Yeah. Um because that gave me a voice um that made me or made me and numerous other voices legal in india yeah um we could talk about uh, homosexuality and we could talk about right our lgbt rights mm. we could talk about uh, it openly um, you know and we were no longer illegal uh, citizens of this country so i think that was the first thing that uh, that altered my li- life in 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 such a huge way mm. and um i remember uh, you mentioning in a tweet uh, gorov that you know you you actually felt so overwhelmed when that you know section 377 was overturned um uh, why mm-hmm. was it like that why did you feel so overwhelmed and you actually wept yes i did i th- i think i wept for the entire day um after the uh, the, the verdict was out and mm. uh, and I, and i honestly didn't know that it would affect me so much mm. you know there are things uh, until it happens to you you don't you don't realize the importance of it mm. i think that was the case in um, for me in this this case as well um when it was uh, when it was partially scrapped uh, you know until then of course mm. i mean rights mattered i was speaking about it mm. um but in hushed tones you know um because we were legal citizens mm. then you know and if I, if i had to come out very openly about it i would be jailed mm. um, under the uh, ipc 377 uh, uh, you know so mm. i didn't realize until the verdict was out that it mattered so much to me so I think I was overwhelmed by the fact that I didn't realize until then hmm. that it was such a huge deal and when it happened and it it hit me it hit me like a wave um hmm. you know and uh, it was just 
very very overwhelming and i i i remember locking myself in a room and weeping the entire day and my parents mm. being worried thing worried, worried sick outside saying what mm. is going on mm. um and me finally revealing myself to them during mm. dinner and okay. uh, telling them that you know this is what happened and and okay. yeah they were just like congratulations <laughs> how lovely um and since we're already talking about 377 and um about you know the way you felt about it do you remember the first time you actually revealed to your parents um about coming out what was that yes, like? actually it was not my yeah actually mm. it was not my parents i came out to first it was mm. my grandmother oh wow uh, who turned 90 last month mm. 90 years old um and because i grew up with her right uh, my parents had transferable jobs um and i studied in in the small little hamlet in darjeeling called kursiyong right um so i lived with my grandmother um most of the time i was in okay. boarding school but uh, most of the years i lived with my grandmother okay so uh when i came out i was still in school i was in my 11th when i mm. came out to my grandmother mm. and i told her that you know i like men and then um, her reaction was like oh uh, it's a growing up phase mm. probably all men who went to boarding schools have been through it you know mm. because uh, they don't see you know girls around or the opposite sex around so mm. so it's a phase and all of that and then i remember 6 months later or something mm. or something something close to that i went mm. back to my grandmother and i told her that no like you know i think i'm gay so she she just turned around and said then you'll have to live with it mm. um nothing changes so mm. there wasn't um any um you know dramatic um right. incident that happened um but then she even took the you know the uh, mm. the trouble to go out and read some literature in terms of homosexuality right. she actually went to uh, one of her sons who lived one of my mamas who lived in uh, Kathmandu mm. uh, she actually went to this organization called the blue diamond society mm. um which is an lgbt society in Kathmandu uh, headed by uh, one of the first openly gay uh, mps of nepal mm. um Um, so um, so she actually went there and read up on this and did some research hmm. um, in terms of what it is and how scientifically it is proven hmm. to be right and this and that so i think she made a lot of effort that way that's fantastic so I that is my coming out story <laughs> it's it's yeah. i think very progressive of her uh, being at yeah. her age it's it's i think a great thing at the way she took it at least uh, you know uh, what i hear a lot of people saying that you know um, oh you know you should get this treated and it, it, the reactions <laughs> are sometimes really over the top it's it's just heartbreaking um right. and what about your parents um my um, i came out to my parents during a dinner when mm-hmm. uh, everybody was there i have an elder sister so my mm-hmm. elder sister uh, her then boyfriend now husband was mm-hmm. also present so it mm-hmm. was more like a family dinner my dad my mother um and i just uh, i was i think about 20 21 then uh, mm-hmm. when i when i told them that over dinner i told them that you know your son is gay and mm-hmm. and there was not much of a reaction really my mother just looked at me and said we know 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> nice. But but you know the funniest thing is, I mean, I'm I mean, um, I was expecting drama. I love drama right. in life, <laughs> but I didn't get any drama. Don't we all? <laughs> We're Indians. <laughs> Yeah. But I was like damn it no drama. <laughs> But no I empathize with I I absolutely empathize with people who face yeah. a lot of trouble yeah. um coming out who face uh, you know abuse hmm. um and who are subjected to even conversion therapy. We are yeah. we're in 2020 we still have conversion um you know conversion centers in mm. india which which breaks my heart we just yeah. lost one of one of our members of the queer community recently in goa mm. uh, at a conversion center to suicide um mm. so you know that just breaks my heart mm. yeah we have a long way to go we we do have yes. a long way to go um and since we are talking about 377 um do you what do you think has changed um I think not a lot not mm. a lot mm. but I think we can we at least the conversation has begun mm. at least we've got uh people to sit up and talk about it we've got mm. at least we've got corporates to make policies yeah uh, for uh, the the queer community mm. um we have companies like Tata we have companies these are godridge extending mm. healthcare policies to same sex couples mm. um you know insurances etc adoption um, you know surrogacy rights but th- mm. those surrogacy and everything by law in india made it illegal yeah. uh, for a homosexual couple to uh, have a surrogate child or even adopt mm. uh, but 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 they did form policies which would enable if the law changes at all which would enable you know employees of their companies uh mm. to to be able to do that um so i think uh, not not a lot has changed but um, also if you look at it uh, from the you know the corporate policy perspective i think it's a, it's a lot of pink washing also mm. in a sense that you know they just want it as tokenism ke dekho humne kar diya kar dikhaya hai but um but that doesn't really translate to action and right. that doesn't really trickle down to all employees like right. i can be a policy maker i can write you a thousand pages policy but how are you implementing it right right that is where it matters yeah and i think at the end of the day it's all about the mindset right it's it, because you're Absolutely. you're surrounded by people um and mm-hmm. policy on paper is really not going to change anything if it's not put into action and sensitizing mm-hmm. people is where i think it all begins so Since yes. we're, we're talking about sensitization where where do you think we are really lacking as a society do you think we're sensitive enough are we are we empathetic because um like you rightly said you know we have a long way to go we're we're not truly an inclusive society yet um so what do you think uh, do we really need to do to become truly inclusive we are absolutely absolutely nowhere close to being inclusive hmm. uh, i think if even if we were in the past couple of years mm. we have lost that ability to be inclusive look right. at what's happening around yeah. us just just neighborhood like you yeah. don't even need to look far away just neighborhoods like just look at every neighborhood there is a neighborhood which will not allow a certain person from a certain community to rent a house mm. in a society yeah, yeah. 
forget that forget mm. community food habits mm. like if somebody is a non vegetarian the person will not be allowed into a society i've even heard yeah. such um you know uh, su- such complaints and yeah. so so where is the inclusivity somebody's food habits should not bother somebody else until somebody is coming in forcefully feeding you that food that somebody else eats yeah um so i think as a, as a society india we've we've regressed a lot in the mm. past couple of years uh, and i'm not only talking about it in the political sense i'm talking about it in every social aspect of it yeah. uh, we've just we've just lost our ability to empathize like for example um very like very disturbing um, case happened last night uh, yesterday about the hathras uh, yes. rape incident yes um and and i was just going through like you know conversations on twitter about how this this case came came in and how, and it's very disturbing and yes. people are now like it, they, they've literally almost made it like a competition there are people who are divided saying this is this is atrocities against a dalit woman mm. that and then there are there is another group of people saying oh but not not just dalit women have been raped there are there there, there are upper class women also who have been raped it is not a competition it's yeah. a it's a crime against women yeah it's I, it's a I crime agree. against humanity yeah. and i so, think you know it's the media setting the agenda and what is you know they they really they're really deciding for us what's important for us to think about and talk about and not talk about so absolutely. it's it's really absolutely down to that. and i saw one of a major major journalist a lady journalist talk about mm-hmm. how we shouldn't look at it from a caste perspective but this is intersectionality that is what intersectionality feminism means if you, if you if you don't understand intersectionality how are you even talking about feminism right you know right. and this is crime against a woman yes. you are a woman a you crime have is to a look crime. at it from all yeah you have to look at it from all perspectives yeah that is what intersectionality is about and and i was so heartbroken and i was so angry like and and i woke up so angry because i woke up really i wake up really early like i mm. like i mentioned earlier and i was just reading the news and um, and i just woke up so angry because of how this case is being treated the the mm. girl was cremated in the middle of the night yeah and it's it, it it was very very disturbing so i've been i've just been very disturbed since morning um, i'm sorry i'm sorry if that kind of yeah, that's <laughs> um, that's absolutely that's a different tone to the no, tone to the conversation but it's fine it's absolutely fine to and it's very natural to feel that kind of anger because you as you rightly said uh, we as a society have really regressed so um speaking of which um how do you think are we going to make a start you know to to bring about that change how should we go forward and not backward see i think firstly we need to educate our men our i'm so glad you said that our men <laughs> we need to <laughs> we need to raise our boys better yeah we need to tell our boys that it is not right yeah what is right and what is wrong we need to tell our boys not yeah. the girls yeah our our boys need to be raised correctly we need to raise our boys to to you know and teach them about love about passion about empathy about respect yeah about respect for everyone yeah who deserves respect yeah and equality um, i think it's a very misplaced and, and absolutely 
um Absolutely. definition yeah and i have a son he's five and i think i have a huge responsibility to turn him into a, a thorough gentleman who's respectful yeah and i everybody. have a nephew who's three mm. years old mm. and i keep telling him and you know i i i'm, I'm a queer man who has mm. nail paint uh, and i yes. recently i love those colors <laughs> and i've just recently started wearing nail paint is because uh, you know it it kind of distracts me from my pain right um you know when i do it in the morning i wake up and then i decide oh which color and mm. you know and and i do it every day um, yeah. though apparently it's not very good for the quality of the nails though right um but but it distracts me from my pain and um, so i was just talking to my niece actually uh, mm-hmm. day before yesterday i have i have a nephew and a niece um my niece is 5 years old and mm. um, so she called me and she's like oh um aku is uh, chacha in in sikkimese okay so right. so she calls me aku uh, so she's like aku i saw your picture wearing uh, nail polish so i was like oh did you like it she's like no <laughs> why she like because i don't like yellow where <laughs> lovely <laughs> so yeah. i was like okay tomorrow i'll wear pink and then she was like all right then i'll give you a part of my hair so that you can cover your bald head <laughs> so, right so i think we have a barter right there <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful i think it's it's so important to mold yeah. kids in a positive way because this is a right age to talk to them about equality and respect and empathy these right. are values that go really really far in defining who you are right it's it's amazing um now since that we were talking about um you know you right you you touched upon uh, the pain um so when you mm-hmm. discovered uh, that you have cancer the big c so mm-hmm. what was that mm-hmm. day like um I was like oh no <laughs> like not, mm. not, I was like okay so I knew in a sense that when when I found out I mm. I kind of had a clue that it could be cancer mm. so I was already like mentally kind of prepared for it mm. but um, but I didn't question I never questioned until date I haven't questioned why me right. or why did it happen um it has always been uh, oh no I have to go through this you know uh, oh like right. this is going to be painful but i can do it like it's always been that and i don't know where that comes from because mm. i'm not a very um i don't think i'm i am petrified of, even if i see a lizard um <laughs> so i'm not not all that mm. courageous and i'm mm-hmm. not all that brave as people give me credit for mm. um but, but but i when i discovered it i was like oh well, oh no i mean it's going to be painful mm. but i was mentally i think it was just the mental preparation that i had before i discovered it mm. which uh, which led me to believe that okay you know take a who who gets who get what option do we have right and um have you thought about the day when you're declared cancer free what are you going to do about it and how are you going to celebrate oh yes <laughs> oh yes Oh yes, I think I'm going to pop a bottle of champagne though I won't drink it. <laughs> mm. uh, but but I I I think I will. Um right. that's what I was telling my best friend the other day saying like you know I think I I should order a bottle of nice mm. uh champagne at least uh and then she like yeah I do it tomorrow. Mm. Do it, like like order it tomorrow because it's going to be soon. 
so yeah so inshallah i don't know i maybe celebrate inshallah yeah <laughs> maybe celebrate it yes i will mm awesome i think i i love that spirit and and that's that's what makes a huge difference in the way we take it and you know till the time we face that adversity we really don't know how strong we are it's it's just a right. matter of being tested honestly so right that's true kudos to you kudos to you really i mean i i follow Thanks. you on twitter i literally stalk you sometimes in a good way <laughs> but um i think your tweets really give me a lot of hope because you know i sometimes you know you're down and out and you're thinking oh you know the, the day is such a rubbish day but uh here you are uh fighting so much pain and going through chemo it's just so painful but you're still able to <laughs> laugh about it it's it's amazing oh yeah thank you so much i'm 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 very happy that at least it it kind of gives you that kind of a feeling um, you know or inspires you I, and that's the whole point of my twitter you know i yeah. i wanted it to be like a journal wherein mm. i and i talk about everything i talk about yeah. my pain i talk about uh, my financial you know difficulties if yeah. if if any uh, you know because you know how expensive cancer treatment can really get yes and how insurance uh, companies which claim to uh, you know have these um, policies for cancer patients are all scam yeah it's it's there is nothing called insurance for can- cancer patients let me be very clear on this mm. these are all scams they are double riders there are you know hidden clauses so you are basically running from pillar to post um right. so it's it's just better so and so you get more stressed mm-hmm. um when you take an insurance cover mm. you'd you'd much rather just finance it yourself and i've been very privileged i'm 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 very lucky because i had some savings uh, left you know that that i did through my um, you know work life right. uh, out of which i'm i'm financing my own treatment um, mm. and i refuse to allow my parents to uh, you know finance my treatment is because they are both retired and it becomes a huge huge responsibility for them yeah. so, uh, at this age uh, so i didn't want them to take, take the stress so i so i talk about all of these things right. you know not a lot of people talk about it and yeah. i i haven't seen um, people talk about uh, i have seen people talk about pain and you know the after effects of chemo and right. this and that about but nobody really talks about mental health mm. nobody talks about what people go through in terms mm. of financial you know impact mm. and all of that so i want to talk about that and also mm. I, i i whenever i have a chemo session i i become a vegetable so i'm a new vegetable mm. every day mm. that there is a there's a chemo session yeah. so the last time i was a band gobi yeah uh, next I, I chemo that. session i don't know what i'll be <laughs> next <laughs> chemo session i don't know what i will be <laughs> i hope you flower uh, and nothing else <laughs> i hope it's not a cauliflower <laughs> <laughs> yeah i hope so <laughs> right um since we're yeah. talking about mental health as well i'm sure uh, you know every day is is different uh, and it's it's a new battle right so how do you channel yeah. um the anguish the anger the pain that that you go through every day how do you channel that i think i have a fantastic support system touchwood mm-hmm. um mostly my mother um mm. who who basically just lifts me up uh and uh, picks me up 
from whatever I'm feeling, low, yeah. you know, it's it's just an instant, um, you know, pick me up, a thing that she does, and she mm. has a magic to do so. I think all mothers do yeah. have that uh, yeah. talent in them, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure you do too. Yeah. Uh, we'll have but, to ask my son uh, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someday we will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also a, a, a huge set of friends who keep mm. checking on me and if I'm silent for like even half an hour they'd be mm. like what's going on you know <laughs> like uh, what is happening are you what are you doing why aren't right. you answering so so there are uh, so I think it's it's all support system and all of that and also of course therapy helps yeah uh, I, uh, a lot of uh, therapy sessions here and there um, Mm. And then uh, I was also put in. Um, I, I was put on medication because of my past uh, experience um, with my work life, right? Um, which is pretty publicly known. Yes. Because of which I was quite traumatized, and I had to seek help. So I was mm. put on medication then, which I discontinued. Mm. Um, and I'm glad I discontinued it, just because I think therapy helps me better than medication. Right. Right. Since we were talking about the incident, the work incident that happened uh, with you a few years ago, um, um, what was it like when when you you know you learned that 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 lady who was responsible for the harassment was fired, and an action was taken. Quite, quite honestly, I, I I I I was sad that she lost her job. Hmm. I thought she would be, you know, I, I thought she'd be reprimanded. Yes. Hmm. I thought there would be. Uh, I th- I thought she would be trained, or she would be, um, you know, uh, taught hmm. how things are done properly. Hmm. But she was fired. I was quite sad, um, you know, that 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 it happened instantly, hmm. um, because I did not do it from from a perspective of taking or seeking revenge. Right. It came purely from a perspective of. Of getting, um, you know, uh, a closure hmm. to the kind of humiliation that I faced, or the bullying that I I faced. I didn't want to be, become a bully to her right. in return, you know. Right. And um, and the first thought that went was for her children. Right. Uh, she she has two she she has two kids, and and of course, I mean, the media, you know, kind of encroached into her privacy and blah blah and that could have affected and I'm, I'm sure it did affect a little bit uh, uh, did affect her children a bit mm. and that is what I was worried about um, her children didn't deserve it uh, right. uh, maybe she did maybe she did uh, she she deserved and and a lot of people believe uh, uh, that she did because she ruined a lot a lot of lives in the organization right uh, a lot of careers in the organization right. so um so maybe she did deserve that but her children didn't so right. i think that was my first thought but then in the end i was i was also a little content because i i did get the closure right I did get a closure. So, do you think um, now? Now, when you think about that incident, do you think uh, you would have done it any differently? Approached mm. the whole issue differently? I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so because I, to be very honest, I was quite desperate in terms of uh, wanting a closure. 
right because i was mentally i was harassed hmm. and i had major mental health health issues while i was working there hmm. and i had to seek help um so i was quite desperate because i needed the closure that you know episode needed a closure that that episode needed an ending um which could turn anyway you know any which way I'd like techmaindra could have easily come back to me and said that no none of your allegations are right right um none of those people who spoke for me or um who spoke to the ombudsman team the investigating team who hmm. none of them i know i i didn't know anybody uh, of the of these people who spoke to the ombudsman team these hmm. were people who worked with her before i worked with her or mm. after i worked with her mm. and these people anonymously contacted me and told me that they would be you know more than happy to speak to the to the investigating team about the kind of behavior they they've been met with right um so it could turn any which way you know and techmaindra could just dust off my allegation saying oh you know mm. uh, an unsatisfied employee who was probably just let go yeah is bitter um, mm. and they, yeah so but 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 then i i i was lucky enough to get a lot of support from right. people and the ombudsman did their investigation and you know then the result was out within right. a week right so um, gorav it's a very important conversation that we're having right now um there are a lot of people who get bullied at work right um Mm-hmm. there is dirty politics and you get pulled down and obviously there's a lot of uh, mental trauma that they have to go through um yes. there's a lot of costs that people pay uh, for sometimes being harassed but they don't have the courage um to stand against uh, stand up against mm-hmm. um you know bullying and harassment mm-hmm. at work for for whoever you are regardless of your gender and your sexual orientation there is no way uh, it's acceptable right um mm-hmm. what would you want to say to people um who may have gone through a similar experience but haven't had that kind of closure that you had i think i understand because there are limitations in terms of what one can do hmm. um in an organization because let's face it it's your bread and butter yeah you go to work to earn a living you it's your career is at stake mm-hmm. so at times some people just silently um suffer mm-hmm. because they don't have an option and and you know like in current times if if somebody is going through it i completely empathize with you and if somebody wants to reach out to me please reach out to me if if you want to talk about it mm-hmm. um you know um and i would i'd be very very happy to just listen to you i might not be one of the most um you know qualified person to to kind of give you an advice as to what to do mm-hmm. but i can listen to you at least at least you can tell me about your problems and feel a little lighter mm-hmm. but and and that there, there are there are numerous limitations to this because you it, it and and if you look at the current market there are no jobs Yeah. So even if you want to do something like that complain, you know, raise a raise a, you know, raise the issue with HR and you know kind of bring it out in public mm. and then you lose you kind of tend mm. of course there's a there's a fear of losing a job because mm. the case can go any anyway right. because uh, people in the leader if the person who's harassing is in the leadership 
you know how influential they can get yes. and how how much influence they can they can use yeah so um, so i understand if if somebody is going and i completely empathize uh, with with these people who are probably and i hope there are not many people who are going through bullying and all of that but okay. if you are if there is a channel if there's a right channel in the organization where you can you can raise this please do so Right. please do so if there's a grievance cell um that you could approach uh, if there is an ombud and and every corporate house in india has to have an ombudsman cell right so if you can always reach out to the ombudsman cell and anonymously and um you know you can you can raise it with the hr and i hope um you do uh, and if by any chance you don't think that it is very safe for you to do so and you'd want to speak with me or want to speak with anybody who who you think could give you an advice please please reach out right yeah thank you thank you for that i think it's a very important uh, point that we're bringing here and i'm i'm really glad we're talking about this um well let's move on to something uh, more fun Um I know okay. that you have this love for food so tell me about that. Oh yes. So um <laughs> my love for food is uh it began because of my grandmother. My grandmother is a fantastic cook like all grandmothers are. Right. Um, so I've also written a book um which is uh which is due to um come out which was due to come out sometime earlier this year but because of thanks to covid mm. uh, has been delayed now to the end mm. of the year i think or could be delayed more because i haven't still gotten a a, a, a date yet mm. um whatever i learned or whatever i cook um i learned it all from my grandmother so this book that i've written is dedicated completely to my grandmother and it it has all the recipes that i learned from her with little anecdotes of how i learned right how i learned it you know like the story behind how i learned this particular recipe and all of that so um yes food i am a self um self declared momo expert <laughs> on twitter <laughs> right so, <laughs> so so everybody um you know gets in touch with me if they want momo recipes and chutney recipes and all of that hmm. and people keep tab- tagging me um if there is a momo hater somewhere on twitter <laughs> people keep tagging me okay. and i just replies with just one line bandar gaya jaane adrak ka swaad momo ka swaad that's lovely um i'm already salivating up <laughs> so um since we're talking about food uh, let's also talk about um some other things that gorov is passionate about um other things that i'm passionate about i most definitely music um music. music is something um that calms me down that soothes me i play the ukulele mm. um though i broke my ukulele i, I mean my ukulele broke during uh, the, the the cyclone amphan and mm. i haven't had the heart to replace it because um you know how emotionally connected you are to 
a, a, a musical instrument if you've been playing it for too long or you've owned it for so long and um, I haven't had, had the heart to replace it and plus you have to go out to buy it you have to actually like feel it and right. see if you connect with the uh, um, instrument um, so I haven't had had the time also to do that so mm. um, but uh, music yes I, I, I love playing the ukulele and um, love listening to music Rahman being one of my favorite yeah. composers mm. um, that is what I'm passionate about um, apart from that um, nail paints now <laughs> <laughs> absolutely if anything Gaurav cannot do <laughs> um, yes there are a lot of things Gaurav cannot do <laughs> He can't drive. Oh, oh, okay. I can't drive. No, no, I can. <laughs> so that's no, no. I can drive, but I hate hmm. driving, and I can't drive in the hills um, because there's always this fear that I might drive off a cliff. Oh, because oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that is why I that, that's you don't want to turn into a James Bond <laughs> flying off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't, I don't own those Aston Martins, <laughs> yes. which which would suddenly, you know, pop out like wings. Yeah, and they land straight um, flat yeah. on the uh, land. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's let's get into a rapid fire uh, section, Gaurav, uh, since we are oh dear, pumped oh dear. up with energy now. <laughs> um, oh dear. Yeah, uh, one word that you would want to say to social media trolls. Mute. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> a regret that you have in life? No regrets. Absolutely no regrets. Awesome. Uh, what's your mantra in life? Uh, um, my mantra is very simple. Do things uh, that you want to. Don't regret what you do. And don't do things that you'd regret. That's a very sound advice. Uh, advice as well. <laughs> very, very sound mantra. <laughs> Um, if you could define your life in a song, what would it be? Um, in a song? Who are Chokras Yawanre from this? <laughs> Do you know that song? Yes, of course. <laughs> from Ishak Zade. Yes. I, I think Who are Chokras. I'm a huge uh, Bollywood fan, yeah. Not lately. I mean, they've been just yeah, yeah, using yeah. trash, but uh, there are some gems out yeah. there. <laughs> of course. Okay. Uh, when Gaurav is not inspiring people and cooking in the kitchen, what else is he doing? <laughs> um, buying a lot of kurtas. Oh yeah, I've <laughs> spotted a few of those. They're beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like. Or you know, measurement, measuring myself to send it to someone to make me a kurta. Right. That's I think my favorite pastime these days. <laughs> nice. <laughs> because I don't have the ukulele anymore. Right. Um, if I had the ukulele, then I'd, I I would have been playing the ukulele. But uh, I don't have the ukulele anymore. So kurta is my right. next best option. <laughs> that's that's awesome. If you had a superpower, what would it be? Ah, that's a tough one. I I wish I had many, but if I had, a, I think um, healing, healing yeah. somebody from their pain. I think that that I would use it on myself also. I'm being very selfish here. Um, right I would use that on myself also. But 
but also for other people if right. i could heal somebody's right. pain what's your guilty pleasure can i say momos or that be too obvious <laughs> no <laughs> it's it's fine <laughs> what's your yeah, momos like you can momos, give me by the way sorry <laughs> i absolutely <laughs> detest it yeah i thought so absolutely detest i love chocolate yeah yeah i love chocolate but no that's yeah. not the combination i think it's blasphemous to to make a chocolate momo in the first yeah. place <laughs> yeah like what are those even <laughs> right one thing you'd like to put on your bucket list um so i think i just recently put one uh, which is uh, uh, traveling with my friend priyashmita um, mm. to croatia wow um after i get i i get better and after the travel restrictions are over right um traveling to croatia with priyashmita and just drinking um uh, champagne every day and not water lovely that's the best way to celebrate <laughs> life yeah um, so that's what we've decided awesome what's your favorite movie character Uh, my favorite fun. movie character <laughs> no 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 i don't i don't have the ashton martin thing um uh, i think iron man mm aren't you one in real life already um i wish <laughs> <laughs> i wish i had i had that sort of money though <laughs> mm, right <laughs> um last question when life gives you lemons complete the sentence Uh, you just squeeze it in somebody's eyes. Ouch! Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said it. <laughs> but, but, I don't know why I said it. But but that's what you used to do when you were kids in school, you know. Yeah. Uh, not 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 lemon lemon, <laughs> but orange peels. Yes. <laughs> but and run like you just squeeze it and run. Right. Well, that's that's interesting. But, you're talking about childhood, actually. What was your childhood like? I'm just curious to know. um fantastic i think i grew up uh, in the hills uh, yeah. so a lot of trekking a lot of mountain climbing a lot of rock climbing as a you know as a pastime mm. um a small town so everybody knew everyone so you 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 really couldn't do bad things out in the public when i say bad mm. things you couldn't smoke right um you couldn't drink at a bar <laughs> Mm-hmm. you know as while while growing up because everybody knew everyone mm-hmm. so right. the news would anyway reach home within like minutes right except talk, for the bullying part but then that, that 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 kind of i was i am i'm i was a very mouthy kid mm-hmm. so i would give it back to them like mm-hmm. you know um Uh, and i recently saw uh, I, i i'm sure you know leslie jordan the actor um, mm. um who's who's now this instagram um, you know uh, celebrity right. um, he said that like he he learned to be sassy because mm. of the bullies mm. and i so relate to that because i was a very mouthy kid mm. so i learned i would sass people out if they would bully me in school hmm. like i was not physically fighting them but verbally i was there like right. i had an answer or a or or a pat response to everybody who bullied me right 
I think um, I hope you continue to do that. Be sassy. Uh, be kick-ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, continue to do that, um, and and uh, hope you feel better soon, and you're free from the big C. Thank very you soon. so much. And you pop open that champagne. Inshallah. <laughs> thank you so much. It has been lovely talking. Inshallah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>